With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the sexiest show on earth, The Coffin Joe Cast, featuring your hosts, Killer Wilbur and Joel. Sit back, relax, and don't touch the co-host. They won't bite. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Killer Wilbar. <laughs> I'm Joel. And our third co-host for this week is uh, a co-host of Joel's. He's from 40 going on 14. It's Patrick. Hey, Pat. Hello. G'day. As we say <laughs> Howdy. Right That's right. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> howdy, partner. He's from Texas. He rides a cow to work. <laughs> <laughs> Not a cow, a steer. Oh, you, you have to steer it, right? Yeah. Oh. Steer it by the horns. And he has a six gun on his hip. It sounds so natural rolling off your tongue. A six gun. <laughs> it's a six shooter. <laughs> What's the difference? That's just uh, it's just kind of the, the proper way of saying it. Like you don't say cheese and macaroni, you know, you say macaroni and cheese. It's just the part, you say a six shooter, not a six gun. You've got a burger and cheese from McDonald's, right? <laughs> you want fries with what? that? <laughs> Exactly. I don't, I don't know what just happened. Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> that happens a lot on this show. <laughs> we have mini strokes all the time. Yes. Yes. Well, speaking of which, I was wondering, you know, since I'm like a guest. No, host, you're a co-host. The, the whole don't touch the co-host, I don't have to worry about that applying to me, no, right? We don't call our people joining us guests. They're our co-host. Oh. You're the so third co-host for this week's show. Well, he's asking if he can get touched. Well, I mean, in your intro, it says don't touch the co-hosts, and that's going to be the end of my sexual adventures. Cause... No, well, I, you, that person that said <laughs> it, if you come down here, you probably get her to touch her, but you'd have to pay some money. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a commute. Yes, he doesn't well, know. The, the voice of an intro is actual an actual sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's been on the show before, so she won't mind me saying it. She, it's a very, very sexy voice, that woman. Yep. That's Jackie. Nice. And uh, Pat has touched me plenty for the both ends. So yeah, well, I good. want to touch you, Joel. You know that. But He has a point, though. We, we... I have touched him inappropriately a lot. <laughs> well, we... The day I get to meet Joel, he's going to be touched very much. Yeah, but then it will, it will be very appropriate, I think, at that yeah, point. Oh, yeah. There'll be a lot of man love going on in that. <laughs> <laughs> And man uh, gravy. And we try to avoid talking this subject on the show because it will turn into just a love fest between me and Joel. So that's why we had the third co-host on. Well, I've sat and watched that too, so, you know, whatever. All right. Uh, so I've got to say something, Kill. I've got to let you know. I, You know how the very first show I, I brought you a little surprise? Well, I brought you mm -hmm. a surprise this week. Okay. What we got? I, well, you know how we've got a... Uh, we have the coffin joe cast at gmail.com. Yes. Oh, now we, we have, have voicemail. Oh, Nen's going to love that. Yeah. So if you would like to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 
661-434-5956 or 661-434-KWJO, as in Kilowaba and Joel. So, oh, excellent. Oh, I was nice. worried you, you can nearly say now rap. <laughs> Get your shows mixed up. Seven zero eight six six nine now or no seven zero eight now rap or seven zero eight six six nine. What's the rest, Pat? For those people, don't, don't ask me. I have never even said that number. <laughs> well, speaking of Mike, Mike, knows better than to throw to me for the number. I'm just like what? <laughs> That's right. You you just. There to uh, throw him off with sports. Well, I, I recorded a, a voicemail message. It's all ready to go. So as soon as somebody sends us something and it's got text to speech on it, so we'll have fun with that. I'm sure. Excellent. And now, the Nen. <laughs> we'll just have a bunch of Nen voicemails yelling and screaming. But he promised yeah, he wouldn't. But we'll see. All right, we'll get to our usual question. The one question we ask every third co-host, Patrick. How did yes, sir? How did you get into podcasting, listening, or making a podcast? What is your podcast history? Uh, it's uh, very brief. Um, I basically have heard of them before and wanted to check them out. Uh, mainly just hearing about them through uh, TV and things like that, like you know Chris Hardwick talking about his and Mark Marin talking about his things like that. And I've always wanted to check them out. And then uh, the guys decided, you know, let's start doing a podcast. The guys being my college buddies that I do forty going on fourteen with. Uh, that would be Mike and Josh and Joel, your buddy there. I might. Um, we've done, we're about to do our 40th episode and that's, that would be, uh, my 40th episode as well. <laughs> <laughs> so my entire podcasting career, um, it consists of everything that I've done on 40 going on 14. That's it. Do you, that's lis- it. Do you listen to many podcasts or are you just. Um, I have a lot downloaded and that I haven't even listened to. It's just one of those things that I I don't know why. I just completely forget about. It. I get so lost in my music. You know, I forget about listening to some podcasts. Do you listen to this podcast? I was going to check one out, and then my mother came into town, so I <laughs> they went all my great my spare time. So she'd like the show, you know, a couple sexy guys talking. <laughs> a guy so trying. yeah, unfortunately, there's a very limited podcast yeah. history. Well, that's fine. That's just our regular question we asked most of our co-hosts every co-host we asked i have been learning a lot about the world of podcasting uh through joel basically yeah well that's how i know joel it was through a podcast so, i found joel and I don't. wait did, did do you listen to any then or have you listened to any prior to starting the show with us no jeez and uh, that's, that's why i told you i am a, <laughs> i am a total virgin you know that's the first thing i've ever done with any podcast is, is ours well, you do you do good work for someone that doesn't understand what a podcast is. Well, thank you. <laughs> I just decided to treat it like you know what I'm just going to treat it like I'm hanging out with my buddies, and yep. that's fine with me. And if we build an audience, great. If we don't, whatever. I get to hang out with my friends a couple hours every week. So, but that's that's that, basically what a lot of people do. It's, it gives people an opportunity to just hang out with their friends and and chat, whether it's right. uh, in the same room or across you know the the wide divide of this earth. So. Yeah, that's why I like podcasting, and it's it's pretty cool. Something that I brought up um, when I went to the interview for Earbuds documentary last Sunday. The main point mine was was is the community. You get involved in a community of these guys that love the same thing you like, and you get to meet so many great people. Whether you actually meet them face to face or 
Well, you get some woman to fly down to Australia twice to visit. <laughs> I, I <laughs> mentioned sit on your penis. I, I oh mentioned God. that on the the podcast documentary last week. <laughs> you did not. Yes, I did. Oh, I, I said I won't say the name to protect the innocent, <laughs> but I I mentioned that uh, I had a woman fly to Australia twice <laughs> to meet. So, me. Pat, there you go. You, 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 yeah, you, wait, wait a you, minute. Where's this happening for me? <laughs> I'm just saying that's you get the you get a nice fan base or audience built, and eventually you may get something out of it. I need yeah. to work on my accent. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll get to the accent part later. It's a part of the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I might go with like something like Nordic. Yeah, well, <laughs> would you like to have a sex with me? Do you think no, that would work? Maybe. I gotta I gotta work on it. Well, what about I, Australian accent? I honestly want to have less sex with you after that. <laughs> to, to be brutally honest. So, so you're only at like ninety percent now. Uh, uh, I'm at like fifteen right now. It's not even like. It's not even pitching like. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Got nothing there. Aww. See, killer though. There you go. Yeah. Now it's working. I'm a dirty, dirty boy. Just, now Pat's going to fly to Australia. Yeah. Well, I had to drop It's the obligatory dirty, dirty boy comment, and the didgeridoo will come later. Wow. wow, oh, wow. On your face. So so then you did go. You went to the uh, the earbuds yep. documentary. Went, you sat down. You talked with them, et cetera. Talked with them, yep. I met up with a guy who has the same name as me, Graham. Graham Elwood and uh, Chris Mancini. So, yeah, I got in there a um, little nervous. It's weird that I can sit here in front of this microphone and talk without a, f- a problem, but put a camera on me and I started uh, freezing up a little. The, um, I, I gave a... Uh, Graham was doing the interviewing, so I gave him the heads up of what I do. You know, I'm a podcast listener plus a podcaster. And I mentioned that I know the Mike and Eric and all those guys. And I said, because I um, was Facebooking on the way in, whether I should mention about Jeff Michael Weiss and uh, had Eric and Mike say to me, it's up to you and whatnot. But I did actually, at the end of the interview, I mentioned that, um, you know, we lost someone in our podcast community this week and uh, that was recorded. We'll see if that makes it to the to the documentary. The documentary won't be out till next year, so <laughs> we'll have to wait and see if I, I get that five seconds on there because they've, right. they've got a lot of people they're interviewing, so... If I do make it to the documentary, it's I'm guessing it's only going to be like a quick snapshot of Killer Wilbur. And they, you know, the um, clapboard you use in movies, you know, for... Right. They asked me to write my name down. I go, what do you want me to write? My real name or or Killer Wilbur? I guess, up to you. So I put Killer Wilbur on it. Nice. <laughs> I had to... It's like, oh, fuck it. I live by this name now, so Killer Wilbur. And, um, yeah, so mentioned it. Um, I was doing all right. Graham was asking me questions. It was going great. And then um, he asked me about our show, Joel, and you know, the Coffin Joe cast. And, and I mentioned, you know, you and whatnot. And he goes, can you repeat that line for me or something? He goes, can you just say um, this and that? I can't remember what it was. And as soon as I had to actually, like, act, you know what I mean? Not just say something naturally. Right. I, I fucked up. I was frozen up. <laughs> Afterwards, I said to Graham, I said, you fucked me up with that. Okay, I was doing great till you asked me to repeat that line and say it, you know, just repeat the line, you know, 
I'm Killer Wilbur, I did the Coffin Joe cast with Joel, or something like that, I can't remember what it was. But as soon as he made me do the, the line, you know, as a, a scripted line, <laughs> I was screwed. <laughs> but that, yeah, they were pretty much rushing it. Like, I got there right at the end of their time. They uh, used a, a theatre for um, their interviews and they had a, a show going on later on that day. So they were sort of rushing, rushing to get all the interviews done and get all their equipment out and so that they can get ready for the the uh, stage show that was going to be on there. But yeah. Right. So, oh, I can tell you afterwards, my natural anxiety, like I suffer from anxiety, but yeah, I kept thinking, like, did I say the right thing? Did I, <laughs> I could have said this, I could have done this and... For a couple of days there, I was thinking like, oh, shit, I should have said that, I should have said this, but it's done, dusted. And I kept thinking, well, I do this podcast every week and I say stupid shit on here, so why am I worried if I said stupid shit on camera? We say stupid shit all the time. Yeah. but, but this the whole is, point of the show. This is my show. It's different. I was actually being it's, filmed. It's a, I was going to say, it's amazing how, how just changing a little bit of anything you know, make, can make you so uncomfortable. Cause yeah. I've spoke I've spoken in front of hundreds of people, you know, dozens if not hundreds of times, and then you know the one time I go up on stage to do stand up comedy, I fro I got so nervous and froze up and sweaty and everything. I was like, why am I so nervous? I, I talk in front of people all the time. Yeah, just that that little bit of change is all the light on me, and suddenly I'm yeah. like, ah. <laughs> and because there's other people sitting in the theater waiting to be interviewed, like, so you it's not just the people interviewing you. It was like other people listening to what you were saying, and like, no. That's why I like this. I'm in my own little room by myself. <laughs> yes, people hear me in, in the end when I put this up online, but I'm sitting here talking to myself, basically. Well, talking to you two, but... I mean, I think Nobody's that's part of... Right, but that's part of the reason why I think podcasting is what it is, is because you can be yourself. You can be open and you can talk, say whatever you want, and there's nobody else there to judge you or, or yeah. have anything else to say about it, unless you're in this format where you know we kick each other around, but that's part of the fun. But... You know, you can. There's no, there's nobody judging you at that point. Once you throw it out there, the people that don't like it, they'll either say something or they won't. Not most of the time. And if they do like it, they'll let you know and they'll be supportive, and it just kind of perpetuates. Yeah. So it makes sense. I exactly. mean, well, I can tell you, I cringe some days after I record the show, and I think back to what I said and what I did, and I'm like, oh god, Graham, you idiot. But uh, I still put it out there. I'm not scared. To not put it out there, but but as you say, Joel, this, people like it. People seem to like me for some reason. I don't know why. You're a good guy. Come must, on. Must be my sexy accent. Well, that's part of it too. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that and I'm I'm bucking for a kangaroo ride when I get there. So oh, I gotta. Yeah. You know. I'll give you a kangaroo. <laughs> I was about to say, is that a euphemism? <laughs> I'll be bouncing up uh, and down on you, don't you? <laughs> But he doesn't. He doesn't take a, a six gun to work. He's got a boomerang on yeah, his hip. That's what we Stop use. Stop saying six gun. It's a six shooter. Well, I don't want to kill six. She was like. I mean, you sound like an old lady. Like, get his pistol gun. You know? <laughs> get his. Get his revolver. I don't know. What do you carry a Luger? <laughs> no, actually, I have a Ruger that I do carry with me. Yeah. Ruger so I do have a gun. It's just not a six shooter. <laughs> oh, well, you should I do, get a I six do subscribe to that stereotype. I have I have plenty of guns. I, I've just never have, shot anybody yet. I have cheese and I have fries, but they're not together. 
But I'm from Missouri, so I should have barbecue everywhere. There is a there is a rack of ribs in the fridge right now that are going to be cooked tomorrow. So I guess I'm no. living up to that Missouri barbecue standard. Then Kansas City and Memphis. You're going to throw a shrimp on that Barbie? I'm not Australian. <laughs> and they're called prawns, by the way, not shrimp. Get it right. Depends. Prawns and shrimps are different things. No, they're not. True. In America, yep. they are. Like, yeah, if, it's a really, if it's a really big shrimp, then suddenly it's a prawn. Oh, okay. Like a tiger prawn. Exactly, yeah. Fucking hell. When I was at... Uh, I just turned into an Australian. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, yeah, mate. <laughs> Let's go get some Victoria bitters. Um, bitter. Bitter. Bitter, singular, sorry. VBs. Um, Just say VB. W- v- VB. VB. When uh, a friend of mine got married, <laughs> at her uh, dinner beforehand, uh, what do you call it, the rehearsal dinner, she had tiger prawns. And it was like a freaking steak. But it was like a banana yeah. steak. Like it was curved. It's a shrimp you have to eat with a, with a knife and fork. Exactly. It was so weird, but there was no poop in it, which is good. I mean, I was glad there was no poop pain. <laughs> there was. They took it out before they served it to you. That's right. Ah. Yeah. I mean, it no that, that animal does not live its life without having intestines. You know. I mean, well, it's just logic, Joel. <laughs> I don't subscribe to this logic that you speak of. <laughs> What's this logic you're talking about? <laughs> Sorry to but burden was... you with it. <laughs> It was delicious, though. I mean, I got—I give it that. It was, and I've never had one since. And I'm—I like shrimp, but I never had a, a big prawn like that. It was massive. That's what anyway. that show was about. That reality show, Prawn Stars. Prawn Stars. <laughs> There's the path that we're waiting for. <laughs> so what? You bring in your prawns and say how much money you can get for them. <laughs> exactly. I want a hundred dollars, like and a- I'll give you two. No. It's like a mix between Pawn Stars and The Deadliest Catch. Um, you know, we're going back to podcasting, though. One of the things that we talked about on, on our show was the fact that, you know, for the past 20 years, we've known each other. And the majority of that time, whenever we're together, we're sitting around uh, either around a table or sitting outside in a deck or sitting, you know, in a theater or wherever. But we're sitting around and we're talking and we're bullshitting and we're cutting each other off at the knees and just being, you know, facetious and kidding and joking and, and just having a good time. And it just made sense to translate that environment to us in front of the microphone. And then Mike gave it the right twist that then made it have some meaning to it. But it's basically at, at the root of it all. It's just us sitting around talking like we always have. Yeah, exactly. Just talking shit to each other. But you can tell that. Listening to the show, you can you pick pick up on that straight away. Like You can tell you are like just college buddies that are just giving each other shit. Well, it, it doesn't take long for us to get in our patter, basically. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've listened to the show. <laughs> and it I mean, seems wh- like... whether a microphone is running or not. So, I mean, we used to say back in the college days, it's like, we should have somebody just following us and recording everything that we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty much why I got into podcasting, because I used to think that with my mates, you know. Someone should record this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell Mike, really. I don't know if Mike does get upset that much. But it comes across like he's like, oh, not again. He's too. Well, used to. Maybe not as much in real life, but. Used to. <laughs> upset Mike. I can tell that. <laughs> well, that's for fun on the show. But what's what's funny about it is that we usually talk at least an hour before the show starts. We're doing the same thing, but we're just not recording it. Yeah. And then there's usually talk sometimes for a half an hour to an hour after the show. And sometimes those three guys will go off and play video games together online and stuff after I've had to go to bed. Mm-hmm. 
And so, I mean, it's it's not just what you hear. I mean, it's going on before and after, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. as much. And and that's one of the reasons I like it because I mean, it's just basically that's my Thursdays, you know, and I hang out with my old friends. Yeah. Well, I've had people tell me, you know, oh, I got tickets to a concert come to you know, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's a Thursday. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Sorry, Thursdays are my buddy days. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it comes across in the show. You can you can tell it just listening to the show. You can tell these guys are just bunch of guys just sitting around joking with each other there is a, a form to the show of course you know where it's Godzilla or, or whatnot. <laughs> but yeah I just always hope wonder if people find it entertaining that's all because you know we yeah, get some exactly. feedback but as long as somebody's enjoying it I mean I guess there's a point well you're a part yeah, I mean that's just that's just gravy to me if somebody enjoys it because I just do it for my own fun and if other people listen to it and, and yeah. enjoy it then that's great you yeah, know it's, it's just the gravy. same with this show but you guys have joined into a um, podcasting community. Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but you know what I mean. Musings of a Geek Network, Music, yeah. Yeah, you're on a network now. So you must be doing something right if you've you've got into a network. So I, I, I'm hoping so. I mean, it seems to have kind of taken on a life of its own from the minute we started. It just like... I've never quite had a reaction like that. Um, you know, the, the Awful Show took time to grow and... <clears throat> um, you know, the unitards took time to grow, and this show has taken time to grow, but yeah. that one just kind of hit the ground running. It was really weird. Well, this show is just basically for our friends, really. We, right. We don't hit that many people, but it might I need, I need to start listening to it, then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check out some of the old ones. Good. Make sure you do. If you do it through iTunes, I can check up on your stats. I know where you're listening. Not that <laughs> I check stats or anything. I'm not that... I guess I am. <laughs> I yeah. Check, yeah. I, check I mean, that's... that's that's why I think I, I, I came to you, though, is because everybody in the podcasting community knows us from one place or the other. It just yeah. made sense that, I mean, you and I are buddies anyway, so yeah. might yeah. as well do something that everybody else would kind of get a chance to get involved with. And so now we're getting all the different podcasting communities and crisscrossing them, you know, because no. some of the people that have been on the show as a co-host have never heard some of our other shows and vice versa. And it's just a nice way to kind of get everybody to intermingle so to speak. We're like the bridge. But I still find it funny that I, you were uh, someone I listened to and I've ended up podcasting with you. It was like the other day when I said to you, like you messaged me to tell me what was going on for this week's show, right in the middle of me listening to 40 Going On 14. <laughs> as, as I got the message from you, I'm listening to you talk. I was like, wow, he's texting me as he's talking. It's like a Charlie Kaufman script. Yeah, it was a, like one of those moments you're like, Shit, I'm just hearing him talk, and he just sent me a Facebook <laughs> message to, you know, fill me in with the details for this week. But I'm like, oh, that's why I sent you back. I'm like, I'm just listening to you now. It's so meta. It is. It was weird. Especially when I'm in a coffin factory. That's even... Woo. Strange, yeah, he makes right? coffins for a living, Pat. In case oh, you that is very cool. No, like handmade or like with machines or how do you do it? A bit of both. Really awesome. Yeah, you work um, for a corporation or anything, or you do them like for sale for yourself? For a company, yes. Um, the company I work for is a, a, a subsidiary of a bigger company from Melbourne. But I um, I've only been working. I haven't been working here a year, but um, I left school at sixteen and made coffins for ten and a half years. When I left wow. school, so I did that for it's ten. Fa- it's a fascinating industry. The whole, I mean, the whole. It's a death, death thing. It's My a father was almost a mortician, so you know, it's it's a cool thing it's to a, me. I, I, yeah. I was going to do a joke. 
it's a dead end oh. job. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I left school. I wanted to become a carpenter or a cabinet maker. Well, I ended up being a cabinet maker by trade, and left school at sixteen. Find an apprenticeship. Did it at this company called H Travail and Sons. Um, that company no longer exists. It went under. But the guy I worked with there, six feet under, six feet under. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was unemployed last year, and I run into a mate of mine who I knew from the first coffin factory, and he goes, "We're we're looking for someone." And I went, oh, well, guess what? Killer's going back into the killing industry. But yeah, so... Oh, well, guess what? I'm someone. <laughs> uh, I, it's one of these jobs. It's like, I like doing it, but it's it's just with the amount of people dying lately, you know? You keep getting news of people dying while you're making a coffin, and it just, like, will put you off a little. That and he'll Snapchat me random pictures during yep. the day of him in the coffin factory with yeah, coffins well, behind him. You need to get me on Snapchat there, Patrick. I'll... You'll, you'll get Everybody some... keeps trying to get me to get on Snapchat. I guess I just need to do it. Yeah, well, if you do and, and contact, uh, connect with me on Snapchat, I'll, you'll get to see pictures of coffins. Ooh. Yeah. And his <laughs> sexy ass. <laughs> so, anyway, speaking of dying and whatnot, I, this week um, in Australian music, we lost a legend of Australian music this week. Uh don't know how many people know the band The Angels, but um, the lead singer, Doc Neeson, died this week. He'd um, been suffering from brain cancer for 18 months and unfortunately passed away this week. Uh, for those who know me, know that I love The Angels. They virtually sit just behind Nirvana as my favourite band. Um, but The Angels is the band I've seen the most live and... Going to an Angel show is one of the best shows you could ever go to. It, it, it just goes off. I just love it. So today's show, um, you'll be hearing music edited edited in randomly. But yeah, we're going to hear some Angel songs later. But yeah, Doc Neeson passed. Um, as they say, he's in a better place now, of course, because suffering from brain cancer for 18 months, you know. But still... Uh, Anyone's Facebook friends with me would have noticed I've been posting angel songs and and Nikki over in New Zealand didn't even know who the angels were and I thought well hang on don't you know you're close to Australia you shouldn't know who the angels are but right. they are um pub rock band as we call pub rock bands here um they started in the seventies uh, the one song the song that kicked them off is a song called Am I Ever Gonna See Your Face Again which will be a song I play later but um. It, I can't remember how it started, but I think it was they're at um, uni concerts or something, and then the crowd started yelling back, going, "No way, get fucked, fuck off." Am I ever going to see your face again? No way, get fucked, fuck off. It became one of the legendary things with this band, but um, the band could have gone on to be as big as ACDC, as I found out, um, but they decided not to move overseas and stay in Australia, so they never made it big around the world, even though they did go to America a few times. And, but yeah, it was, as I said, it's one of my... The band I would go see the most. So I've seen them twice in one night. They were, they had a um, new album release like a show on. So I went with my mate, went to the first show, got to meet, you know, like we got signed, you know, shirts signed, and, and afterwards we were about to walk out and the bouncer goes, do you want to stick around for the second show? Me and my mate looked at each other and went, hell yeah. 
So we, we, so stu- we stuck around for the second show, which was just exactly like the first show, but it was just, it was excellent. Yeah. What are you When's gonna, the last time you saw him? A uh, long time ago. Unfortunately, because of, um, there was a split with the band. The band went off and got a different lead singer, and then Doc Neeson went off with his own band. Um, they were playing, I think, last year, and I just didn't have the money to go or, you know, it was just too hard for me to get to go see him. So right. I'm a bit upset that I didn't get to see him again. I haven't seen him in like three years, four years. Yeah. Sound, sounds like a Guns N' Roses kind of thing. Yeah, well, um, funny you say Guns N' Roses because Guns N' Roses says they're one of their influences. Oh, yep. there you go. Um, I'm trying to think of the other band. There's a couple of other American bands that say the Angels do influence them. But, as I said, they never got as big to be known in America like ACDC or, I don't know, Men at Work. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. We're not oh, going Mid- Midnight Oil. Wait. Let's go back to Midnight Oil. Well, yeah, I would, I would much prefer Midnight Oil to yeah. Men at Work. But they they decided they didn't want to move from Australia, so that's why they never progressed to the, the world stage. But you got to respect that, though. I mean, if they did what they were wanting to do, yeah. then... But the the, 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 the tradi- traditional Aussie rock band, uh, pub band, like, every, like, a lot of the places I saw them were small venues. And one thing I loved about the Angel shows, all the audience members, there was never a fight, if you know what I mean. Everyone was there, just loved the Angels and loved the crowd, you know. You got on with right. everyone. We just had this camaraderie about, you know, we love this band, you know. And it was probably the first band I ever got into a grunge pit. Uh, <laughs> mosh pit, sorry. Mosh pit and body slamming people. And, but yeah, I used to seem like... My, three, first, my first mosh pit was Erasure. Three times. What? <laughs> You're full of crap, Pat. That's not true. <laughs> my first concert you were all was... By, you were all by yourself in that pit. <laughs> but uh, another thing said about Doc Neeson, he... He's very similar to Mick Jagger. Very, he was very charismatic on stage, and bounced around and jumped around. Hmm. He always had a scarf with him, like was wearing a scarf, and that was part of the show. You know, he, I'm doing my hands. You can't see it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's uh, good that's radio. Right. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I'll imagine you doing jazz hands. Yeah, jazz hands. But um, I've got to say, one of my prized possessions in my stuff here is I have a, a drum skin signed by the Angels. I bought it off eBay, but the person I bought it off actually got it from the band and got it signed. So it's I'm the next person to own it. But yeah, one of my right. prized possessions is this signed drum skin of the Angels. And, well, out, and you got to meet him though too. Yeah, like. oh, I met him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the day we were getting it signed. I can't remember how the joke. I think there was a, well, we're getting stuff signed and a girl goes, oh, kiss my hand. And I turned around to Doc Neeson and said, why don't you kiss my hand? And that, <laughs> like, everyone laughed, you know. It was just that silly one-liner thrown out, and I got Doc Neeson to laugh at me, and I was like, yes. But did he kiss your hand? <laughs> no. Damn it. Damn it, Jana. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I suggest to anyone listening to this, go search out The Angels. Go on YouTube. Type in The Angels. You'll be hearing the songs later in the show today, but yeah. Well, I'd never heard him until we started doing this show, and mm. I liked what I've heard. 
And so. what what I'll be playing is off their Live Line album, which is recorded live. It's not studio albums because they sound so much better live. One of these bands that are better live than actual, you know, studio albums. So. Right. And as I said, I've, I'm having the same trouble I did with Nirvana stuff. What songs do I play? I've got so many, but so anyway. And I, that's like that, that sounds like cheap trick. They're talking about how they're better live than in the studio. Oh yeah, the Angel. Uh, best Are you concert. familiar with Cheap Trick? You ever heard of them? Yeah, I know who Cheap Trick is. Yep. Yeah. They're from Rockford, where I live. Yep. Nice pull, Pat. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional or not, but. Well, I mean, I, I do know they are from Rockford. But I didn't say that intentionally for that reason. Oh, well, it's a nice way to. I, I, used, to, nice I used to date Angela from Rockford, so she told me about Cheap Trick all the time. So, yeah. Dangles. Horns up. I don't know what that means. Um, devil sign with your finger. Oh. Horns oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Doc Nason. That's every time I hear an angel song, it's instinctive. My hands automatically go like that. Because Doc Mason uh-huh. used to do it on stage too, but, you know, put the horns up, you know, hands in the air yeah, with the fingers pointing. Yeah. It's ironic, though. They're called the angels, and then you're doing the devil sign. <laughs> well, being from Texas, when you said horns up, my instinct was to go out and get my cow and lift him up. <laughs> and ride him to work. Yes. And steer. Um we all have steers and cows. <laughs> yes, we're not going to that other direction, Pat. <clears throat> so, okay. So, Pat, since you're the, this is your first time co-hosting, because you will be called again, um, what I've been trying to do, and we're getting close to, I think, a finish line here, is we're trying to get Kilowoba to be able to say something in an American accent because he says he is not capable of it or wasn't in the past. But we are getting almost to a breakthrough where I think he's going to be at a good point. Now, right now, about two weeks ago, he was still sounding like the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Uh, <laughs> Kevin was on from the Undercover Unitards, and he gave him a tip that got him to break through his barrier to where he didn't sound as much like the Mandarin, and he actually almost had it. Last week, did even better. So, see if you have any tips for him. I'll give you this sentence. He'll say it, and then after he's done, you can offer any advice. Being from Texas, you know, we might add a little twang to it that he already has. But anyway, the sentence is, I can't speak... In an American accent. So, Kilowoba, where are we at? I cannot speak in an American accent. <laughs> I don't know why that always makes me giggle. Every time. It makes me laugh. That that sounds almost like the the, the voice of the computer from War Games. <laughs> Would you like to play, <laughs> you a, like game? To play a game? <laughs> Say that again. What? I cannot speak in an American accent? <laughs> can you do it like you, Kevin taught you? No, I can't remember. Oh. I can't. I've been it's not practicing cannot, all morning in front of Donna, and she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so Instead of to... "cannot," it's "cannot." He's, you break it up. I cannot speak in an American accent. Well, I just you know just straight up dialectly, I could just tell you most Americans are are lazy speakers, and they will not they they use abbreviations whenever they can. But that's what so Australians are. Cannot. They would say can't. That would. I got told not to say can't. Who told you that? No, Amer- hardly any Americans say cannot. Well, Kevin's from Canada, so yeah, that's well, part of it. And maybe. he can't even say hockey, so. Right. Yeah, so I why would, should I, I would, be listening to him? If you, 
because it's one of those kind of things like you know like if a if a robot was saying it, it would sound perfect but i mean you you would just kind of figure out hey that's not a natural no no one says cannot you know well like i was told to say cannot instead generate. of saying can't because i'd usually but, uh, that, that actually, can't that, that's one of the things so, sorry to interrupt you but You're right, interestingly man. since we just talked about star trek on the last show that is one of the things that they did for for the character of Data is they wouldn't allow him to speak in contractions. He always had to say cannot and will not and things like that because it's such a natural thing to say can't and won't. Yeah, you're just saying Americans are lazy speakers. Australians are. Yeah, We shorten everything. <laughs> Even when we say Australia, we say Australia instead. Just go Australia. <laughs> and, and your accent, it just kind of, it, it kind of sounds like it almost falls out of your mouth as you're saying it. Yeah, well. Like there's very little effort to an yeah. Australian accent. Feel it just sounds like the most lackadaisical language. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. It's the way we talk, buddy, mate. Yeah. Crikey. So he's he's pushing you back towards saying can't instead of yeah. cannot. Oh, it's a, cannot. I, that, that, that's that's one thing that I yeah. It, that's a natural American thing to use contractions. Well. I don't know where I'm going with this now. I get told to say cannot, and then go back to can't. And uh. well, and once he once he satisfactorily says it to where we feel that it's passably American, then it's my turn to start speaking in an Australian accent. So come on, give oh us your boy. Australian, Joe. Come on, do it. What? Give us your Australian accent. Come on. <laughs> See, and what's terrible is when I I've said this before. When I'm by myself, it sounds fantastic. Get on in front of the microphone, and it just goes straight to hell. It's like me and my Woody Allen accent on Forty Going on Fourteen. Oh, you beat me to it. I was going to after you were done. I was going to ask you to do an Australian Woody Allen. You ruined it. <laughs> oh, nuts! Um, all right. G'day, mate. Get some VBs down at the pub. Oi, oi, crikey! <laughs> that yes. is actually not not horribly bad. If if. I could just say that's like the stereotypical American version of Australian. Right. Though. And you got to say, that's not a knife. No, that's a that's knife. That's not a knife. That's <laughs> a knife. Oh, I see you've played knifey spoonie before. before. <laughs> I'm a dirty, dirty boy. Oh, I'm, a dirty, um, I'm the dirty, dirty boy here. Hey. Well, from New York, we, we do the, uh, oi, the crikey, and, and on the barbie. Good lord, he turned into like a, a Jewish woman from the Bronx. Yeah, yeah he said, he said, I was going to say, at the very end, he sounded like a real housewife. <laughs> that was ugly. Uh, Killer will get I his revenge. Just give, it, just give it a schmear. <laughs> the Coffin Joe cast, been... ruining accents for everybody. <laughs> for 16 weeks now. Uh, yeah, well, I kinda, I, I, no, no insult, but yeah, your Australian is a little bit better than his American. All right, your turn, oh. Pat. Give me your Australian. Come on. Oh God, no! no. Um, no. I don't do accents very well. Not that do, I. Do you, That's the whole point of that. You, I, I say actually, that fits in, I guess, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, do you do you have any accent you can do? And if so, give us your best whatever no, accent. Really, no, I don't. I I don't do well in any accents. I mean, sometimes I do an Indian accent, okay, depending on the day. Oh, golly gosh. Yeah. <laughs> come Thank on. You. Come again. Thank you. Come again. See what's what's funny about that is when you do that, I can see your face doing it, and it makes me just giggle because I know, I know you're like adding your your mannerisms to it. Yeah, exactly. 
makes it fun. Silly customer, you cannot hurt the Twinkie. <laughs> now you're just quoting The Simpsons. Exactly. Well, the first one was too. Yeah, yeah it's true. Thank you. Come again. That's like the only way I know how to do an Indian accent is to do a poo. <laughs> to do Hank Azaria doing an, exactly. an Indian accent. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Can you do <gasps> Mr. Burns? Holmes, syrup squishy. Such a thing has <laughs> never been done. That's the best I can do for accent wise, or or like you know the, the typical like throw another shrimp on the Bobby, you know. You just, sound, you just sound like a very like subtle Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Get to the job. It's, it's like if JFK was Australian, basically. So. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Killa? Sorry, I said uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Has- hashtag, hashtag chowder. <laughs> I don't know why I said I hashtag. Of but... California. This is my other accent. I can do Arnold. Now we're just losing listeners at this point. <laughs> uh, we don't lose listeners. They love us. They oh. should email us too. Coffinjocast at gmail.com. We've or got... leave us a voicemail at 661-434-5956 or 661-434-KWJO. Whoa. And speaking of listeners, we have a question. Okay. From I, who? I... Got a direct question via Facebook from the lovely Mabelina, who is uh, a frequenter of our show as well on 40 Going on 14. And she asked for a stupid question for us to ponder here. Have you ever had a song and thought, I'd like to have sex to that? <laughs> okay. Does it so, it's sitting the... in front of my face and I load it up to play later. How about take a long line? Is that an angel song? Yes, it is an angel song. The angels, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the angels, pardon me. The angels, yeah. Take a long line. The song, what's it about? It's, is it like a, well, a beat song, slow song? Is it sexy? Well, I could play it right now if you want. <laughs> but uh, it starts that... out by going, this is it, folks. Over the top. And do you want to have sex to this song? I'll have sex to any song. Looks like it's sex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be, it's a small world after all. I don't care. Oh. Doesn't matter, head sex. The, but the beat to oh. take a long line goes, dun, 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 dun. So you can have sex to that beat, you know. Dun, 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 I once, had, dun, I once dun. got one of the best, best blowjobs of my life to Metallica's Whiskey in a Jar. So there's that. I don't know what to say to so that. So that's a thing. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because all <laughs> I can hear is James Hetfield. Like, like instead of when you're when you're about to orgasm or when you're orgasming, instead of hearing your voice, I keep hearing James Hetfield going, Oh, yeah! <laughs> for, for some reason. It's really disturbing. Or hearing Lars Ulrich's awful accent. See, and I didn't even think about this, and I've had this question now for upwards of like three or four days, and I, I, I don't know that I even have an answer, so I need to think about this for a minute. Yeah. Ah, okay, so we've got the Angels, and well, you, you, that's, not, that's a song you actually had a sexual... Yeah, so, so the question is about, did I hear the song and wish I had sex to it? Yeah, like, did you hear a song on the radio or on you bought an album or whatever, and you're like, 
oh man, that would be great to like, yeah, you know, like, like it's just like you know, like uh, that. I want to lick you down until you say stop. You know that song? No. <laughs> what about I'm too sexy? <laughs> too sexy for this shirt. Uh, how about um, shirt. you can leave your hat on, Joe Cocker? Well, that's that's a cliche answer. Yeah, it <laughs> says that. I disappointed myself as soon as it came out of my mouth. So. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Come on, Joe. Hmm. What's your answer? Mysterious yeah. ways. You too. No, well, you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little ways in this because I think the first song that I ever like heard and it made me think of sexual relations and maybe wanting to get into that was when I was in Korea and I bought a bootleg copy of Ice Cube's uh, L W G B N A F album. I believe it was what I think it was. It was an acronym. Um, and uh, the first time I heard Let's Get Butt Naked and Fuck Tonight, I was like, yeah, that's a good way to get chicks. I was wrong. <laughs> but, you know, just the whole song itself. But, oh, no, I, oh, and there was another oh, one later on. Tell me you didn't try to rap to these women that song. That, that would be your, your flaw in your plan. Is that why I didn't get laid until I was much older? Exactly. Fuck. Um, the other song would maybe be Harder and Faster by Wasp back when I was a kid. Do you know that song? <laughs> no. No? No. I don't, I'm not even familiar with Wasp. <gasps> I mean, I know of them, but I'm, I've never heard any of their music. Why didn't we have them on the hair metal show? But anyway, Wasp is great. Wasp was a great band. And uh, that Blackie Lawless was the lead singer. But that song, yeah, was Ooh, Harder and Faster. That's what I need because... Now that's what I'm af- after. Come do that wicked deed, uh-huh. Just a, See, and that's a the kind of writing that kept them from the top 40. Dirtiness. But, I mean, uh, you know, there's a good it's a good album to have those relations to, and that would be, like, either um, Enigma or Enya. You know, those are both a good ones. Uh so for my next stupid question, and this one kind of the only reason I'm asking it is, well, one, I'm curious about Pat. But number two is I'm kind of wondering with with you, Killa. Now, what was the first car that you ever owned? Not that you like drove that you literally owned yourself. And Killa, you can answer less because I know you don't drive currently. No, but well, I've got a good answer for this. So. But Pat, you you start yeah. off. I'll go, and then we'll let Killer go last. The first first car I ever owned, uh, I bought myself. Actually, paid uh, just wrote a check for it, and went, went to the used car lot and looked for the car I wanted. And for some reason, I don't know why, I just felt like I needed to get a four door sedan and be responsible. Because back then, that was when I was like a church going Republican little good boy. So I got a four door sedan, a Mitsubishi Mirage for nineteen. 19- 90 Mitsubishi Mirage and was able to walk in and just write a check for it. My father negotiated a great deal for me and they were thinking they were going to get it all back on the back end of the deal and I just wrote a check for the total and I was like, thank you. Thank you. So how much did you pay for the first car then? Uh, What was that? It was um, 18,200 I think. Wow. Yeah. How old were you? Uh well it was right before college so uh seventeen I just turned seventeen wow 
I feel so. Oh, I, well, I, I had I had money from a. Uh, I was in a car accident when I was fifteen. Remember when I told you about my broken leg and the rod and everything I had in my leg? Yeah, fucking break. Yeah, a that, leg. that's from that car accident, and I had a lawsuit a settlement from that. And break a neck. Go break a neck. See how you feel. <laughs> no thanks. That was bad enough. No, oh, you don't know that I broke my neck last year, do you? <laughs> oh, did you? Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can keep that one for you. I, I, I don't want to experience that. <laughs> I'm lucky to be alive, yeah. let alone walking. But... Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, Killis had a rough ride. Broke a hip the year before. <laughs> the following year, I broke a fucking neck. Both involving stairs, but anyway. Hey, Damn. you can't kill me. Maybe you need to move into a one-story. No, well, I live on the top floor of my unit, so. <laughs> anyway, this is been brought up before on the cast, so Damn. this is why you should listen to our podcast, Pat. You'd know. You can hear the whole story. <laughs> That's true. I'll listen and I'll find out on my own. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's going to be 16 episodes this week you can go through as of this <laughs> week. Um, then when you come back on in another 52 weeks or so or less, then know. you'll know the story. We're going to have to start recycling yep. some of our guests, too. I want some more back. <laughs> well, we got to get through our list. Yeah, well, <clears throat> if people show up. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do that. Come Ouch. on now. Oh. He, he knows how to play the game, Pat, just like we do on our show. <laughs> Cut each other off at the knees. We've been doing it for years. Elf. I think I have such a bad self-esteem. Um, it's all your fault. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't you dare blame all that on us. You were fucked up when you got to us. Oh, um, that's true. But anyway, so, okay, so I've got a... I just, I just <laughs> didn't help. That's for sure. <laughs> no. You I've got a similar story to yours, yours Pat. Um, when I was, when I was 15, my mom was working for the school system. And so they, they had a driver's ed course through the school system she was working for. Cause I went to a different school system because of where we lived. And so, um, I took driver's ed there. I was 15 and learned how to drive, <clears throat> was already working at that point and started working at age 14. I'd been saving up my money. So we went to a used car lot I found a, an, a 19, let's see, 86 Escort. Ford Escort was burgundy. You probably saw Pat before I sold it because I knew you then. Um, Sybil was her name. <laughs> I, I liked it. It was in good condition. It ran well. It checked out. And we took it to the shop to get it looked at. Everything was good. They were asking, I think, um, I want to say like six grand for it or something. And I, we're walking back towards you know where you sit down to meet with the guy and haggle over the price. We're walking back. And the guy's like, so, you know, what, how are you guys feeling about the car? You know, it's a good deal. Six grand. Make it work. And my mom had not said anything like the entire time. She was just letting me do the whole deal. And I'm 15, mind you. And I look up at the guy and I'm like, I said, four grand or nothing. And he just kind of looked at me and he's like, um, I don't think so. And a week later, he called me back. He's like, all right, we'll take the deal. <laughs> my mom never said a word. It was all me at age 15. And. So that was my very first car. I didn't even get to drive it until I actually had my 16th birthday and got my license. It stayed at my godmother's house in her driveway until I was old enough to drive it. And there's a classic picture of me, my friend Chris, who you know, Pat, um, and Matt, who has been on my show and will eventually be on this show, um, standing in front of the car. And I've got like this Matt Brown. Yeah. I've got the the most horrible combination of clothes on, and there's like balloons and confetti, and it's just one of the most god awful, ugly pictures of myself in existence. But it was the first day I got to drive my car, and the first thing I did was drive over to Chris's house. 
<laughs> and I never went home I, again. I do, basically, I do remember that car though. Yeah, that was uh, my very first car. Well, yeah, because you had gotten it not too long before, like we met. Basically, <laughs> yeah, and we all helped in the destruction of that car. <laughs> Conveniently, yeah. That that poor thing was limping along by the end. <laughs> so, Killa. Now, Pat, Pat Killa does not currently drive. He... No, I don't at the moment because it, it, for certain reasons. But I've driven. I used to drive and deliver coffins. So. But you want to hear my car story? My first yes, ever please. car? Oh, yeah. This is a beauty. <laughs> I'd been working at the coffin factory, saved my money up. Three and a half grand for a Holden Gemini. That will mean nothing to use because you don't know. <laughs> I was like, what's that? <laughs> it, it was actually, it's a Japanese car that's just rebranded for Australia. It was fine. Um, after months and months looking for a car, Dad found one for me. Got it. Bought it. Three and a half grand. Beautiful. It was a manual. A stick shift, as you call them. So I got, I learnt how to drive a manual as soon as I got this car. It was fine. Um, I'm on my P plates, which is what we do in Australia. When you first get your licence, you go on a P's. You're not straight full licensed. So I get the car. Beautiful. Driving around. As soon as I got the car, you're like, yeah, cool. I'm driving around the fucking streets. Yeah, I'm learning how to drive. Well, this is all fun. Um... Four weeks to the day, to the day of owning this car, I run into a double park car and <laughs> destroy my car. Four weeks, literally, to the day. What was Ouch. happening, I was um, I was on holidays from work, so I had nothing to do, and my brother that we don't talk anymore, we know that brother, right. um, was at a, doing his... A school sports thing at a, a park and I was going to go pick him up but on the way I heard on the radio that one of the radio stations Triple M they're rock patrols I don't know if you have those sort of things in America where they have little cars go out and you can meet up with them and you get a icy can of coke and that's you know promotional stuff so I heard that they were over at a place a uh, suburb called Peakist so I'm like oh fuck this Simon ain't finishing sports yet I'll, I'll go try to find the rock patrol so i'm driving down the street instead of looking where i'm driving i'm looking in the um it's a factory sort of place where you know i'm looking for this rock patrol and literally fucking run into the back of this car and destroy my car four weeks to the day literally <laughs> so wow i owned my first car for four awful. weeks yeah yeah so and Gemini, bye bye. I have a very brief story. Is I own I once owned a motorcycle for less than twenty four hours before I totaled it. <laughs> so yeah, I could feel your pain. Yeah, ah, well, it was painful. I can tell you. <laughs> I because back in the day when I was first working, I was earning very little money as an apprentice. So I'd saved up all this money just. To, smash it into the back of a friggin' van and oh there's three and a half grand gone damn yep this is back in 1990 or 91 I think can't remember but yeah yeah that yeah. just set me on the the path of all my driving issues <laughs> so you're not driving now what 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 do you drive right now Joel me 
I've got two cars. Uh, There's um, the 2008 uh, Hyundai Elantra that uh, I drive majority of the time, which uh, is a good car. And uh, her name is... Oh, shit. What did I name that car? (laughs) Oh, Elizabeth. And then um, the other car, which we inherited, um, is a 1999... Uh, Buick LeSabre named Smashy 2. And uh, <laughs> Smashy. Charlie from the Undercover Unitards named it because Smashy 1 was the one that got destroyed in front of the apartment a couple of years back, which was also a which was a 2001 Buick LeSabre, ironically enough. And uh, this one replaced it. And uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm driving now. I'm, Pat, you just got a car, didn't you? Fairly recently? Yeah, yeah. I have a 2013 uh, Dodge Challenger. Dodge little sports days. car. It's my midlife crisis. Eh, everybody's entitled to have it's one. Named Ga- it's named Gandalf because uh, I, before that I had a gray Mercedes, oh. and that was named that was named Gandalf. So I went from Gandalf to gray to Gandalf to white. I thought it was because you're a fucking wizard. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. Yeah, I'll throw that in there now. With the... so yeah, I love that card. That um... yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> By the way, just I, so you I drive, know, I drive uh, way too fast in it. <laughs> that's all right. You're supposed to in that kind of car, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can make. I make. Um, uh, I make it from here to Little Rock, from Houston to Little Rock, Arkansas, usually in about five hours, which is ridiculous. And how long does it take for normal people? <laughs> Seven. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, by the way, Killa, I just uh, posted on. Menem Loss's Facebook page. I gave him our uh, oh, voicemail God. line number. Well, well, expect a voicemail soon. <laughs> I did it on purpose just to get a, get him we'll to see if we can get one before the end of the show. <laughs> right, <laughs> that'll I've be got funny. My cell phone right here. Start getting go, meta so. again and listen listen to the message as he's leaving it. Get real meta. <laughs> right. Um. All right. So this one was specially designed. I don't know why, Pat. This made me think of you, but. It actually just came to me right before we came down here to get started. If you could go back in time and punch any famous person in the nuts, who would it be and why? And I actually want Killer to answer first if he's got an answer. If not, Pat, you can answer. I don't care. Uh, The list is so big. I don't know who I'd choose. And it could be living or dead. It just has to be somebody prior to, let's say, today's date. So anybody in the past. So it could be somebody that's still alive, you know, six months ago. The easy answer is Hitler. But um, yeah, how hard can you punch them in the nuts? That's up to you, sir. You've traveled back well, in much time. I was going to say Hitler's dad would be perfect. Like before he has <laughs> it, just punch, like, punch him as hard as you can. My brother. That's a. What'd you say, Killer? My brother, but that's a bad answer. I shouldn't be saying things like that. <laughs> that is a bad answer. It's like, <laughs> I said famous person. Well, he's kind of podcast famous, I guess. Well, Porch monkey, yeah. He's, right, he he's is. only famous because of I don't me. Think you, do you have to travel back in time to do that, or can you just like go next door? Not I mean, everybody in Australia people. lives next door to each other. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, do, do you, would you waste that on your brother? It's a time travel thing. I've got an answer that's probably controversial, and he's not that oh, famous, but 
case. <laughs> well, people that are fans of the Awful Show will understand. Sorry, I'm I'm a bad bad I'm a bad bad boy today, not dirty dirty boy. <laughs> let me let me just use some context clues here, and he's the reason that the Awful Show fell apart. Uh, no, not exactly. Not directly. Not directly. No, no. He wasn't the cause of it per se, but I don't know that it. He he, he just he was our our volatile. Um, he he was the Lewis Black card. of the group, yeah. But with and he yeah. didn't like me for some reason. And he, everybody likes Killawilba, but yeah, Keys didn't like me for some reason. He tolerated me for the show, but well, yes. if it makes you feel any better, I, I I reached out to him on several occasions, and he would not respond to my emails or voicemails or texts at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I mean, know. actually, I never even got his number, but even after the show ended, I reached out to him try to. You know, hmm. keep connection. Yeah, I, Look, I, I don't hold about. any grudges to him. I know who, I know what he's like. I'm, I'm just. Well, I'm just saying. I, I worked with him on a, a weekly basis and talked with him all week long via you know communication through the show, and he wouldn't talk to me outside in in, in a regular personal life. Yeah, if that makes you feel That's any fine. better. I have no issues with him, really. I, I just like bringing it up to be a smartass more than any, but. Uh. <laughs> well, I guess for me, I, I'm going to go one of two ways with this. Um, there's the, well, Patrick, you'll understand, the Dennis answer, where I would like to go back and, and punch Dennis Franz in the nuts, preferably around 1997. Um, or I would like to go back and uh, do the same to David Caruso right around the... Uh, what was that movie he made? Kiss of Death? Like right yeah. around that period. That awful yeah. schluck. Yeah. So so either yeah. David Caruso or, and I, I mean, I'll do it like now too. I mean, I got no qualms with it, but I'm just yeah. saying right around then would have been ideal. If, if I just, if I just want to give like a funny answer, I would say Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> what? She, she doesn't have nuts. <laughs> well, you know, she was manly enough. <laughs> that's why I said, that's the funny answer. If I want <laughs> Um, I don't know if I if I think about it, I I would probably have to say Pol Pot. I mean, because he's responsible for like the most deaths out of everybody in the history of the world. Really, I mean, no wow. Genghis Khan. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure Pol Pot killed uh, what like something like uh, 20 million Cambodians or something insane like that. Just a, just an absolutely asinine number that people don't even talk about. Okay. We just or maybe see. Jesus. I don't know. Whoa! <laughs> now you're getting. Now you're going to get his hate mail. Exactly. We, no, because no, because that would prove a lot of things. Because I get you know, if you're able to punch him in the nuts, then obviously he you know he can't be that you know uh, you know powerful. No. Because no. if you're going to get punched in the nuts, you're going to stop that shit. You know. You should. That's punch, all I'm you should be if pun- I'm able to punch him in the nuts, then then you know. <laughs> what about go, Judas? You should be punching Judas in the nuts. Then he's the one that. Can I get a double in there? Like, just both at the same time? Just you know, <laughs> The yeah, Last just, Supper. Double fist. Yeah. Pat- can, I, can I double fist Jesus and Judas at the Last Supper? Oh, and all I'm picturing now is that painting of the Last Supper, and somewhere, like, somebody, like, <laughs> notices underneath the table there's two feet sticking out, and it's Pat. <laughs> and, and they go to work on, like, 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 looking at the layers underneath, and they see that, you know, he painted over the guy underneath, just punching him in the crotch. 
And it's you bag tagging both of them, and you're, you've got your head turned, you've got a little grin on your face, like, hee 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 <laughs> And your bong's to the left. Yeah. Allegedly. Bong to the left. And is, is that going to be written in the Bible? I mean, is that in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, <laughs> any of the New Testament, where they're like, and thus he bag tagging him in, in the. That's in the book of Johnson. <laughs> uh, it's in testicles. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there you go. Second, the, uh... second testicles. <laughs> oh, we are going straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, well, you know my stance on that. Yeah, well, uh, that was fantastic. Thank you both for that. Um, what, <laughs> I've got, I've got a couple more. Unless you're thinking yeah. we're getting no, around to that time, since no, you got no. a lot of music today, Killa. Keep, keep moving on. Let's keep All right. Going. Well. Okay, this one isn't so much a question as this is just a general statement. Maybe you guys can help me understand this. Everybody has this lately. It's like everybody's over the top about bacon. Everybody has this thing about, and this is my more where I'm going, where it, people have this irrational fear of clowns. And don't get me wrong, clowns kind of freak me out. And I, in the context of horror films and things, they make a good kind of bad person. But, I mean, does anybody really, outside of like people that have certain mental illnesses, really hate them that much? Or is it just kind of the cool thing to do to have an irrational fear of clowns i don't feed clowns why, why did you why did you bring up bacon first bacon well because everybody right now bacon is like the thing every i mean bacon's been around for millennia yeah, but how but, does that have anything to do with the final question about a clown i thought you were well, going to come to like a bacon made of clown or something or you know a clown made of bacon or anything <laughs> no. like something but like, every- like there was no intertwining of them so i don't get the bacon well, it's, it's about anybody that, going over the... T- I, I, was, I wasn't even really listening to your question because I kept waiting for the bacon to come back into it. <laughs> well, everybody, you, you, it's, it's that crowd mentality or the mob mentality where nothing draws a crowd like a crowd where suddenly something becomes popular in a certain segment of society and then next thing you know, everybody's on that bandwagon. And I feel that that's so, kind oh, of where so, they went with yeah, so you're the saying, fear you're of clowns. Saying people are only scared, saying they're scared of clowns because everybody else is. Because it's so, I'm just trying to understand: is that the way it is, or is there really that many people that have an irrational fear of clowns? And if so, time, why, why is it? Every time I am around a group of people and someone brings up clowns, invariably someone always says that they are afraid of them. It's not like I don't think they're doing it for attention, but it, I mean, at least one person always says they're afraid of them. So I think it's common, but it's not like I don't think it's running rampant through the streets or anything. Like if a clown came in my neighborhood, I would not like you know, run in fear. <laughs> I might in Texas. I might. You know, I might just boo him if he sucked. But, boo. You know. I mean, he might have a six gun on his hip or something. He might be dangerous. Six shooter, Joe. Six shooter. Come on. What did I say? Six gun. Yeah, six shooter. You sound What's the like, difference? You sound like a foreigner. I am. I, I'm not. I was, I, I'm I was, not an owner of a ramp. lonely heart. Talk to the other guy, not you. <laughs> oh, well, what about you? Do you kill or do you have a fear of clowns? No, I don't. I actually have a clown mask. It actually is. It, it's in my locker. Is that for at sex work. play? No, it's at work, so I can scare the shit out of people at work. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's funny. Yeah, uh, one of these, you know, the masks you buy from um, fairs and stuff. You know, I took it to work to scare one of the guys, and now it sits in my what? locker at work. Just so every now and then, just gets pulled out and I'll hide behind the corner and go (laughs) can you imagine you're in a coffin factory you're like the last person there you're locking up you go walk by a coffin and slowly you hear creak open and there's a clown sticking out of it yeah 
it's an it's one of those like freaky looking clown masks too. It's not like you know happy go lucky clown. It's um. <laughs> It's Murderer goes stabbing. Yeah, clown. it's it's yeah. that yeah. sort of clown mask. <laughs> yeah. What well, Joel? Joel, one of your best friends has a fear of clowns. Okay. Which would be you know who, I'm talking about? Matt Brown. Oh well, that that's been yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's not uncommon. It it's just getting more. I don't know. It's getting more publicity. I guess. I just I, I just was wondering. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if like more people are afraid of clowns or if it's just getting more press. Yeah, I can see. Them. I, I think I'm. I find clown. them creepy, but yeah, I just like... I kind of I I find them kind of annoying more than anything. Just want to punch them in the face. Yeah, or the nuts. Exactly. They're, they're, they're not funny or entertaining. Comes yeah, can and... I go back in time and punch the guy that invented clowns <laughs> in the nuts? How about that? <laughs> go back. Is he famous enough? <laughs> They'd qualify. I, I'll allow it. Maybe, yeah. maybe I want to. I want to travel back in time and punch Willard Scott in the nuts when he first appeared as Bozo, and then turn to the camera and say, "This is going to happen to all you clowns if you don't stop." Willard, and maybe that'll. Willard put Scott in. was Ronald McDonald, not Bozo. Oh, there you go. Damn, whatever. That's right. You're right. He was Ronald McDonald. I'll still take it. That's a clowny enough. <laughs> clowny, clowny <laughs> clown. Okay, well then I got one more question, and then I will wrap it up after that. And and this one strictly the only reason I asked is because well we've talked about it briefly on the show with Killa, and I've forgotten now what his response was. But Pat being from Texas, it makes a little more sense. So, um, with six guns, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> six shooters, right? What What are your thoughts on snow? I know Killa, you said there are some places in Australia where you can find snow, but Pat. Pat, there's a great story with Pat about snow, but <laughs> what are your thoughts on it, Pat? Being from Texas, I mean, is it something you miss? Not being in Illinois anymore. I love Chicago. If it wasn't for the winters, I would still be there. I hate snow. Uh, just so many years. I, I had too many years of living there as a non-native, and just every every winter, it just pulled my soul deeper and deeper into a funk. <laughs> Where I just was like, "This is awful." As I'm snow, as I'm snubbling, snubbling, snubbling show. Yes, snubbling show. <laughs> <laughs> I hate snow. It's so pretty for the first winter. You're like, "Oh yeah," and then after that, it's just death on ice. Do you want to tell the story about you and the snowball fight in Concordia's? Uh, so yeah, triangle? the first <laughs> the first time I'm up in Chicago for a winter, um, we were. Living in uh, we were living in a in in the dorms, uh, third Lindy. Not that, that anybody really gives a shit about that. I don't know why I added that detail. Um, but we go downstairs for a snowball fight. It just kind of becomes like a about a hundred people involved in this fight at one. Um, it just kind of started between our dorm and another dorm, and then the girls' dorm joined in, and it just turned into a massive snowball fight. And <laughs> when it was all done said and done um we all retired to our rooms and <laughs> my my roommate at the time was uh was james sharp actually um james sharp well you know what my, yeah you know what my last name is sharp, sharp. yeah sharp e as i get told might be well, he's got an e on the end the other one doesn't no sharp doesn't oh, okay. have one on this. no well that's you know that's the british influence the e on the end yeah right Anyway, um, anyway, Joel, do you want to take it from there? Because I, I was in a bit of a blur for this point of the story. <laughs> well, 
we we come upstairs and Pat is well, everybody's kind of freaking out and they're all surrounding Pat and I'm kind of wondering myself being late to the party what's going on and come to find out that Pat is suffering from or near hypothermia because the idiot goes outside and, and he's he's from Texas so he doesn't really genius, have any genius he doesn't, I, I, he doesn't have any warm weather clothes or cold cold weather clothes so he he figures well he needs gloves to make snowballs <laughs> what you know socks on his hands that's good but he doesn't go get a pair of socks from the drawer he gets his socks I that he has on his feet <laughs> and he takes the socks that are on his feet puts his feet back in his shoes with no socks on in jeans, and I don't know if you I, had one I year. I did tuck the jeans into the into the shoes because they were high top sneakers. I tucked the oh, shoes well. uh, the now pants and the servant socks. Yeah, you know. And and then he's got. Did you even have a jacket? I had a sweatshirt. Was it? Did it have sleeves? Yes. Oh, it was one of your sleeved ones. Okay, well we got lucky I, there. I had a, a, a t-shirt and a sweatshirt on. So he's outside throwing snowballs with no socks on, with socks on his hands instead. And he literally was sitting there on the floor, like shivering and shaking and soaking wet and just freezing. He looked awful. And he was so like, I mean, he was so near being hypothermic if he didn't actually go that route. That we had the, the not only the RA on the floor, the RD, the resident director, plus I think at least one or two other RAs had come up there. And they were all wanting to call like a an ambulance, if I remember correctly. And eventually, it seems like we were trying to get your pants off, and you kept slapping our hands away because we're like, "You need to get out of these wet clothes, Pat." And every time we'd try to unbutton your button, you'd be like, and you'd slap our hands. And we're like, you know, he never has any problems taking his pants off, but right now, it's an issue. And so I, I, I we come to find out later that you apparently weren't wearing underwear. Right. And then on <laughs> top of that, I definitely was not wearing underwear. <laughs> we all we all are thinking, well, there's, you know, as Chandler would say, you know what they don't know about shrinkage. So I'm guessing that may have had something to do with it. Yeah, because but, there was a female security guard there. And I was like, I know I know that the boys don't want to see what's going on out here. You know, so they're like retreated. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want them to see you know, what the boys have done, which is so retreated. you were in a blanket and shivering and shaking and just looked awful and eventually you recovered obviously without losing anything but well they knew it, Mike Teske says Mike Teske one of the guys from 40 going on 14 said he knew I was o- going to be okay after they got like me fully disrobed and covered in blankets and he came to hand <laughs> he, he came up yep. to like do something and he his face ended up like somewhere in my crotch area and I was like well you're down there <laughs> he's like okay he's going to be alright <laughs> <laughs> True story. Yeah, yeah. The te- you you take you can't you can't take the Texas out of the Texan, or the Texan <laughs> out of the Texas. I don't know, whatever the hell. But anyway, so yeah. Pat Killa Wilba living in Australia. It, lit- literally, there is at least one area where there is snow in the mountains. You said right? Yeah, it's called the Snowy Mountains. For some strange reason, it's called the Snowy Mountains. I don't know why. Maybe like because there's snow gun. there. <laughs> but Very the, yeah, clever that's, name. That's um, right on the border between New South Wales and Victoria. I live in New South Wales. Victoria's the state below us, yeah. So, yeah, mm. the snow goes there. Um, there's a mountain range out the back of Sydney called the Blue Mountains, which, if it gets really cold, we get snow out there, and that's the place I first saw snow. 
but it doesn't snow there normally, but if it gets really cold, we see snow out there. So that's where I saw snow. Went out there for a drive. Did you get to, like, stand in it or touch it or anything? Did, did I get see to, it? Did I get to piss my name in the snow? Yes, I did. Yeah. Nice. Of course. What are you, first time you're going to see snow, what are you going to do? <laughs> Pee on it. What else would you do? Yeah. Write your name that in the snow. That makes sense. I had to. It's tradition. This snow. is why I love Killa. <laughs> he sees snow for the first time. He doesn't get in a snowball fight without his underwear on and socks on his hands. He pees in the snow like any normal human being. And that was back before I called myself Killer Wilbur too. So I had to write Graham, which is pretty hard to write when you're trying to pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's it hurts when I stop. It's easier to write Killer because Killer's all straight lines. You know, Graham's yep. got round. The letters in Graham a bit more rounder than Killer. You know, just straight lines. <laughs> Very true. Um, well, being born and raised in Missouri and then moving to Illinois and then moving to Colorado and then moving back to Illinois, and, well, Kansas City in there too again, I, I've, been, I've lived with snow my entire life. And let me say, I've never been a fan. I used to spend a lot more time out in it when I was a kid. But as I get older, I just I like it less and less. And specifically this year, when it started out where it was, a little bit of snow. It's like, oh, it's so nice to get some more snow this year than we had last year, which was really basically nothing. It was a pretty warm winter. And then it just stayed, and it never left, and it kept getting colder and colder and deeper and deeper until it was like six-foot snowdrifts, negative 30 degrees out. And at that point, I just was ready to cut open the tauntaun and, you know, crawl in and <laughs> go to sleep. It was it was just shit. I just did not – I – oh, if I ever see snow again, it will be too soon, in my opinion. I am not a fan of it. In the slightest, although it looks nice on Christmas morning. Other than that, I can I can do without it personally. Yeah, well. I mean, but you you have the opposite, you know, down here. Well, yeah, we don't have to deal with the snow. But I mean, for instance, I was sitting out on the porch earlier today with my family, just talking, and it was ninety two degrees, <laughs> and we're just sitting there, sweat pouring off of us, and not even moving. It's like, oh, this is miserable. Yeah, well, it's but you, the opposite you down here, you have a ton of humidity there. We've got winter. Yeah, right not, now. You go, I'm sorry. It's winter right now here in Australia. So it's the opposite. Yeah. It's a thing, Pat. It's a thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much you know about Australia. I know Jack. So, I mean, Jack. If, yeah, he, I know, well, I know how the season You Jackman. You know who Jackman is? You Jackman. Wolverine. <laughs> they call Kidman, Keith Urban. Come on. All right. Who else? Uh, Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan, yeah, of course. Um, Do not say Russell Crowe. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe is a New Zealander. Um, who else? Oh, Steve Irwin, obviously. Crikey. Um, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, oh, yeah, Tom Selleck, of course. You know, as, as what? Quigley. What the Quigley. fuck? <laughs> oh, jeebus. You're going... <laughs> You're referencing a part he played in a movie? <laughs> that doesn't count? No. Oh. Yahoo Serious would have been a better answer than Tom Selleck. Dr. Yahoo <laughs> Serious, by the way. I'm sorry. He's yeah, it was an honorary. Now, huh? Yeah, we've mentioned that, haven't we? <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, the, my, how these times are changing. Yeah. Come on. More Australian actors. Come on. There's plenty. Rada Mitchell, Naomi Watts, Nicole Kidman. I said Nicole Kidman. I said I it again. About Watch. 
I forgot about watch? watch. Naomi, watch. Yeah. I like to watch. <laughs> yeah, Why I mean, I think I'm on done. the spot, killer. No, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, um, let me think. Think of TV actors. Nice blonde actress, Yvonne. Strahorsky? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a dirty, dirty boy now. Isn't, um, uh, what's his name? Anthony LaPeglia, isn't he from yeah, Australia? Anthony, yep. Oh, 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 um, um, um. All right, Horshack, Kate slow Bl- down. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. What? Kate hey. Blanchett. Isn't she Australian? Is she? Kate Blanchett? Kate, really? Bl- Kate Blanchett, yes. I thought he was saying Heath Ledger. There's another one. <laughs> well, she well, is, he is, was too. He was. Right? Oh, was. Um, also, um, I just watched an interview with him the other day, so, uh, and I was Blanchett. actually caught off guard. I didn't realize he was Australian. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, yep. A lot of these actors, yeah. um, they're on the, the soapies we've got down here, Home and Away or Neighbors, but yeah. Guy Pierce was. A, John Jarrett. John Jarrett. You come to my country. <laughs> have you seen that yet, Joe? Wolf Creek? No, too? I have not seen Wolf oh. Creek. Do I need a link to it, Pat? Um, so I can watch it. Just obtain it, if you know. What right. I mean. Just that's what I'm saying. I need a link there. to it, Pat. Um, for Wolf Creek too, Pat. Um, you know, it's, at some point, it's Pat. great. It's better than the first one. You what? come to my country. Every time that <laughs> movie comes up, it's my first line to it. Yeah. Right. Um, I can't by come the way, up with anymore. I'm racking my brain. I can't come up with it anymore. Nenemos just I'm... commented on the post that he's going to utilize it post haste. So I have a feeling we'll be having a ringing phone here any moment. Well, my phone is on silent. But... So it, it's connected to our email. Yeah, uh, it will text me when there's a message. Plus, it's connected to my email, and it was. I didn't think that it was going to connect to my email. I just automatically brought it up, and it apparently brought that that email account up and so it's connected to my personal email oh shit but uh <laughs> you're in for fun now <laughs> yeah but oh well i didn't realize it i'm stupid um it would have made more sense one... to connect to that sorry okay. i just came up with one more didn't mean to interrupt the girl from wolf of wall street the blonde girl margo um margo something margo margo robble or robbie something like that that girl she's australian we're all wow. Australian. You just don't know it. <laughs> I'm Australian in my heart. I am. I'm Australian in my pouch. <laughs> I don't. I, Pat doesn't know that actually. That if Killer Willa, Willa stands outside in a in a strong breeze with his pants down, hear the sound. It, <laughs> He's got a didgeridoo for a wanker. Yeah. I said wanker. I'm trying to be Australian. Yeah, well, <laughs> my true. my niece has actually been to Australia. She went to Australia on one of those um, international, like you know, house of pancakes trips or whatever. <laughs> oh, speaking, of, that's what I wanted to bring up before. I I got questioned by um, who was it? Why I haven't gone to Outback Steakhouse yet? <laughs> oh, <gasps> you haven't? No. What? I tr- <gasps> Every morning I go past on the bus, but they're renovating at the moment, so I'm holding off till they finish their renovations, and then I will be going. I forget who asked me. He Facebooked me and said, well, "Haven't you gone to Outback yet? You talked about it." So first I've got to convince the girlfriend to go, and then I'll be going to Outback. And uh, if you're 
you're a Snapchat friend of mine, you'll see Snapchats. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. No, it's. I'm not going to enjoy the food. I'm going for the okay. Just for the show. Good. Oh, yeah, because oh, I don't right. recommend you haven't listened to this show before, have you? No, that's right. No. It's one of these things. We talk about Outback Steakhouse, and um, I say there is an actual Outback Steakhouse here in Sydney, Australia, which is weird, but I'm going to go get myself a bloomin' onion and kookaburra wings and mm. whatever fucking crap they they do. It's like having a Taco Bell in Mexico. Yeah, They had well, one in Australia and it failed. Failed, yeah. Listen to past shows, you'll know all about that. <laughs> No Taco Bell, no more in Australia. Just convert it to a KFC instead. Yeah, that's not a whole lot better. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not a lot better. It's better no. than Taco Bell. <laughs> anyway, we're losing, <laughs> we're losing it here. I, I, like I was going to say, I, no, I, just, I just like the way you say Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Taco? Taco. Yeah. Taco Bell. We've talked about this too, because I do the intro yeah. for Joel's show. What's your show called? Joel. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour Thank with a K. K, yeah. yeah right, KPA the for that. <laughs> and there's, I, I say Taka, Taka. Yeah. Taco. Every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm like oh, fuck, I fucked that up. Because Killawilla says, in the fridge. Is that anybody's taco? <laughs> nice. That is a reference for you, Pat. That goes back to our college days. Oh. There you go. Except you get to hear an Australian say it. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, so, Pat, why don't you pimp out yes. your show? What's your show, Pat? Uh, it's called 40 Going on 14. Really? It's me and three of my college buddies. Who Who would be one of those persons? Uh, his name is Joel. You may have heard of him. What a douche. Big up, sir. What a douche. That guy, Joel. <laughs> Here he goes again. <laughs> and, and... And, and Josh and Mike, uh, we all went to college together. It's a show about... Uh, Things from the childhood versus things from the now. We just talk, you know, compare and contrast, like remakes of movies, TV shows, people's careers, kids' shows, kids' games, anything, food, whatever you can come up with. We'll talk about anything. Well, we've had Mike on this show before anyway, so you're the second of the four. Well, well one you of the Josh, fours. You, you, get a, you get a free show from yep, somebody. We're... You collect all four, you get something free. Josh is next. Considering oh, Joel's yeah, on is. every week, so yeah, we've just yeah, got one I more, and we get the, the full set. Get, yep. So it's been nice having you on, Pat. Well, thank you. It's been nice being here. I appreciate yeah. the invite. Yeah, well, this has been fun. You're welcome back. Um, when we get through our list, <laughs> might be a year or two. Won't <laughs> <laughs> be that long. But um, if you would like to find Forty Going and Fourteen or this show or my show, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, for this show, Libsyn, uh, for that show, for 40 Going 14, Blueberry, uh, The Musings of a Geek Network, for my show, not that network. Um, and if you'd like to leave us an email here, you can do so at thecoffinjoecast at gmail.com or our brand new voicemail line, 661-434-5956 or 661-434-KWJO. Nenem Loss is probably calling in any second now, so we'll have at least one next week. So, Oh, and our guest next week. Who, we, who is it? 
I know we said this week we were going to have Jesse on, um, and then we had to switch things around. And Pat was on, who was supposed to be on next week, but now Jesse's on next week, so we'll have him on. He's excited. He's doing a. I found out he's not performing live uh, as he he's just started out with his drag queen career, and he's not going to be don't actually give away the secret. Live. I thought we were going to announce that he's a drag queen when we do the show with him. I said it last week. Yeah, I know. Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Anyway, he'll tell us all about his how he's carrying out his dreams of being a drag queen uh, next week. Spoilers. Yep, spoilers. Sorry. We get them all on this show. Sex workers, right. drag queens. Pat. <laughs> I'll do any of them. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's easy. I was going to say Texans, but yeah, all right. <laughs> With their cows that they ride to work and their six guns. Yep, six guns. That's it, Joe. He's got next all time I'm on, Next time I'm on, we can talk about sexual deviancy. And then, oh, we've already talked about sexual deviancy on the show. Yeah. Well, Pat will bring us to a different area, level. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. You can also find us on Facebook, too. Just search The Coffin Joe Cast. Pretty much facebook.com slash The Coffin Joe Cast. And that's our page. All right. Because I'm too lazy with editing. I'm not going to put a song in the middle of the show. I'm going to play three songs at the end of the show. And uh, we mentioned who they are. It's the Angels. So we're going to start off with Take a Long Line, then go to No Secrets, and then uh, their infamous song, Am I Ever Going to See Your Face Again? All these songs are actually live versions. So horns up to Doc Neeson. You're a legend, buddy. And uh, g'day, good night. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.